Welcome back to the Winners Club podcast, where even when we don't win, we learn. And today, we want to talk to you about real estate investing for beginners and the intermediate investor. Let's get it. My name is Brian Trans, serial entrepreneur, but I also own a bunch of rentals. I got my co-host, PJ. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? Special guest, co-founder of 50 Hills Real Estate, selling multiple high-end million-dollar homes, investor himself, Brandon Tran. Thanks for having me again, boys. Let's get it. So today, guys, our podcast, as you know, is a business podcast, and real estate is a business if you run it correctly. So let's kick it off. I want PJ to ask some new questions, but you're a new investor you want to buy your first property. Where do they start, Brandon? I mean, there's levels to it, right? It depends. Well, from the beginning. From the beginning. Come beginning on, new guy. New guy. New guy. How much is a new guy? How much are you making? All right. He's How got, much you got saved up? All right. He's making about 160000 a year. He's got about 200000 saved. No, you know what? Scratch that. He's making about 100000 Yeah. Okay. And he's got 50000 set aside. All right. And, uh... So it all kind of starts with their goals, right? So if they're trying to buy the first house. There's options. They can go for the super beginner. There's something called an FHA loan. Mm, what does that stand for? Federal Housing Administration. Something like that. It doesn't something matter. Like we, that. We're so used to calling it FHA that yeah. it's FHA. Basically, first time home buyer. Let's get it. Yeah, basically what that is is you you could put down three percent of the purchase price. Three and a half, I think. Yeah, three and a half, three. <laughs> we don't do too much of it in the Bay Area. Before, it was pretty much non-existent with how competitive things are. But now that everything's kind of slowed down, and now that there's stuff sitting on the market, there's actually an opportunity for that. Yeah. So a good benefit of this is you're putting a low, really low down payment, and you're able to get into a house with the, you know, putting very little money down. The other drawback is your monthly payment's going to be higher. So you got to think about, from that hundred thousand that you're making, how much are you spending a month, and how much are you able to put that towards a payment? In real estate investment, you got two options, right? You're either buying for appreciation or you're buying for cash flow, right? Yeah. So those are your first two criteria. Let's keep it real simple. If you're buying for appreciation, go down Brandon's route. I think that's a really good route. Get into the house, you can afford it, buy it, put some roommates in there. Assuming you buy something with multiple rooms. House hack the hell out of the house. Keep your living expenses low so that you can go out, stack more of your $100,000 that you're making, put putting more aside so that you can go out in an, another year or two years, you go buy another property. Real estate is a numbers game. Let me tell you why. Real estate is a numbers game because if you only have one house, one door they call it, right? That's the lingo. If that one tenant doesn't pay, you gotta pay. Yeah. Not a very good business. You know what I mean? So when you have numbers, when you have more doors, more homes, let's say you got five and one guy doesn't pay, the other four covers the one that isn't paying. Yeah. So it's about diversifying risk. Now, I understand you're not going to get to five very quickly, but it does start with one. Yeah. That's if you buy with appreciation. Okay. If you're buying for cash flow, now San Francisco isn't really a market for cash flow. You got to kind of leave the state or go out into like Sacramento or a little bit more out in the boonies. And that's okay. You can buy things out of state. You don't have to be there and touch it. You can hire property managers. Now, with that, 
you want to definitely try to find something that is going to cover the rent, uh, the mortgage, cover the property taxes at minimum. At minimum, and then you're gonna cash flow about two, three hundred dollars a month. That's pretty good. Yeah, you get ten of those. That's three thousand. And then in fifteen to twenty years, if you're paying them off pretty quickly, now you got ten paid off homes, making you a lot of money. Okay, okay. Yeah, you like that? Got nice from and basic easy, to advanced, yeah. really quick. Well, you know, we're just gonna throw it out there. But now, PJ, I want to open it up to you and ask some questions because you know you're thinking about investing. You know, it's mm-hmm. in, in the totally. horizon. Yeah, what questions definitely. do you have? I mean. Let's bring it back because you guys do, you guys are obviously seasoned realtors. You guys know what you're talking about. You guys have big words, you know, you're throwing out here, but let's, let's take it back. And I want to ask you, you know, why should somebody even invest in real estate? You know, like why, why invest in like a, a home or, or an investment property? Like, why, why don't I just put that money and go vacay or, or just enjoy my life? Like, why would you say like, it's good to get that investment property? What are the benefits of it? Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. I mean, so you, for me, it's just, I look at, when I look at some of the richest people in the world mm-hmm. and how they hold their wealth and where they store their money, it's in real estate. Mm-hmm. And that's been proven time after time, decade after decade, that real estate almost always wins. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's a safe asset. Mm-hmm. And it's something tangible, right? You got all these crypto millionaires, uh, millionaires out here. FTX, right? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. All your yeah. money just disappeared. <laughs> you might have had $10 million. It's gone. They lended it. Yeah. You know, your $10 million house, it's going to be there still. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you could always move it. For sure. No one's taking it. So that's, like, that's the over big, higher level picture. Yeah. What's your opinion, Brian? Well, you know. I'm not against taking vacations. I'm not against blowing money, but definitely you got to ask yourself if you're working for money, you're trading time for money. Eventually you have to get out of that mindset and get out of that rat race and have something that is going to throw off cash mm-hmm. so that you don't have to always work Yeah, to earn a living. Yeah. Right. And there are a lot of ways uh, to invest mm-hmm. stocks. There's, but then crypto, but they're all very risky. Yeah. I personally invest in a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. but again, that requires a, a higher level of risk. So for the audience out there, this is the easiest and safest way. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. It's buying something that you can touch that is needed, that will not be wiped out. You know, you can put your money in stocks, but the problem with stocks is you're rich on paper. Mm-hmm. And if you need access to that money, you have to sell the stock. Mm-hmm. With real estate, you technically never have to sell the stock to reap the reward. Yeah. Because it's, if you do it correctly, it's paying you a few hundred dollars a month. And then when the appreciation goes up like crazy and you buy a property that's worth 500 now it's worth 800000 you mm-hmm. can tap into that uh, equity that you have yeah. in the form of a cash out refinance. Mm-hmm. And that is tax-free money. Yeah. You're not taxed on money that you borrow. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sell the property and you reap the reward, you have to pay taxes, capital gains. But that's why I like it. It's safe. Okay. For sure. I mean, it's I, safe if you know what you're doing, actually. But, you know, yeah, of course. Everything right? Every, with everything, right? Like, relatively. Like, I bought stocks and I'm down 40 grand in one of my portfolio. Yeah. I don't control. I can't do anything. For sure. You know? Yeah. I think that's, you know, what I, I realized. Like, everyone's always going to need help. Yeah. You know? Sure, we're in recession time. It might go down. 
might go up, might go down, might go up. But it's it's always done that. But people will still always need the home, and I don't think it's that's ever going to change. You have to buy it right. Yeah, right. You have to buy the the deal is in the buy, mm-hmm. not the sell. Okay. So for example, what that what they mean by that is that. You don't make your money when you sell the property. You make your money when you buy the property. So you got to make sure you're buying a property for a really good deal. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Gotcha. What are the questions, PJ? Hit me. Hit I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. So you kind of answered one of my questions. Cause, sure. You know, my, my, my first question that I wanted to ask was pretty much like, like, can you really make money like off real estate? Because, you know, I know, you know, people say it all the time, but for me, I, I never really knew, like, you know, what are what are the ways that you can make money in real estate if I bought a house, say, like, today? Real estate is a long-term game. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some things that you can do to make short-term cash. Mm-hmm. Airbnb, if, if your city allows it. Uh, corporate rentals, those things will generate higher cash flow. But realistically, it's the it's the principal pay down, which means you're paying down the, the debt on it which gives you depreciation, which, sa- which saves you money on taxes, mm-hmm. cash flow, and then the appreciation of the actual assets. Mm-hmm. But that takes time to materialize. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to buy one real estate today and think you're going to be like, I'm rich, yeah, unless you stole the property, yeah. it's not going to happen. Even yeah. if you steal the property, they'll probably reassess you anyway. Well, you know, yeah. that's the property <laughs> tax, but uh, you know, it's not, it's not as easy as that. But if you do stick with it, and you continue to buy, let's say you're 25 years old, you buy your first property. Mm-hmm. By 27, you buy the second. 30, you buy the third. But here's the cool part. Once you accumulate amount, a, a good amount, like three, four, five that are cash flowing, mm-hmm. now it gets easier to buy properties because you, Look at all you're, you're making, you're like going back to the example, you're making 100,000. Yeah. Now, you know, I bought, I was making 100,000 at 25. Now at 30, I'm making 150, mm-hmm. right? That's reasonable. But now my property is making 400, 300, 400, yeah. you know? So every month I'm bringing in like uh, four, 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 just a, just simple math, 1,200, yeah. 1,200 times 12, right? That's hundred. That's 14,400. Yeah. And if you're in a, in a cheaper market, that's almost like a down payment on a house. Yeah. So you can literally keep buying. Yeah. That's the cool part, but it takes time. Yeah. You know, be patient. Real estate is a patience game. Buy right, keep your head down, keep buying, run it right, hire good property managers if you don't want to do it, and um, watch it accumulate. It's about accumulating. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I ask Brandon this. Yeah. Is uh, is equity, like, really, like, the like the juiciest part of, like, real estate, right? Is that, like, the thing that people, like, look most forward to? Like, It's, uh, like Brian was talking about, it's either the equity or the cash flow. Yeah. Right? It's two plays. And where we're at in California, you're going to have bigger equity because everything's worth so much more. But because everything's so expensive, the cash flow sucks. Mm. Versus you go to like the south, southwest, southeast, you know, it's cheaper to buy down there. The property value is going to grow a lot slower, but the rents are high. Okay. So you're going to make more money every month. So you're going to make one money on one and the other. The best if you could buy it cheap here mm. and rent it high, then you're winning, right? So... Like I said, it's in the buy. Gotcha, gotcha. Love it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. I'm getting pumped. Yeah. Buy I want to right share now. a story, right? Like um, going back into, it's a long term. I bought my first property uh, 
either 14 or 15, 2014, 2015, right? It's been seven years. Maybe it was 15. I bought it for 380000 at the time. It was a three-bedroom, one-bath, but it needed some work to become a 4-2. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I bought it for 380000 I put like $30,000 down uh, in to repair, so I was in it for 10. Okay. Okay. That four hundred and ten, because the way I chopped it up and I rented out the rooms, uh, that property was generating like four thousand something a month. I got a stated income loan. If you don't know what that is, basically you 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 tell the bank how much you make because I, I didn't have two years of tax returns, so it's they charge you more for that kind of loan because it's not conforming. It's not like the norm. Mm-hmm. I was paying five and a half percent interest rate. For an arm, an adjustable rate mortgage, a five-year adjustable rate mortgage, which means that for the first five years, it's locked in at 5.5% every year after. So the sixth year, the seventh year, it adjusts. Yeah. So it can go up and it can go down. So that's high, right? For all those people listening to this podcast, like, oh, interest rate's so high right now. I was paying 55 on an arm, okay? The mortgage there was $1,800. So you do the math. I was making, I was getting like 4000 something. Yeah. I was making two grand a month. That paid for, I didn't even live in the property. Yeah. That paid for my, my, my little in-law that I was living in San Francisco. Yeah, chilling. And my, my, my 2013 black Honda Accord Sport, which Fresh. was $321 a month. Yeah, yeah. With lifetime powertrain warranty <laughs> from Honda of Oakland. <laughs> that car made some money. <laughs> that car made me money too. <laughs> Side note, that car got hit so many times, but every time it got hit, I got paid. Yo. From the insurance, so. Whatever. It had to be like a tradition then. You're like, <laughs> it's something, get paid. Yeah, so today, I'm, I just released, uh, re-rented those out. I built an ADU in the back. It's now bringing in $6,500 a month, but I paid down a lot of the mortgage. Yeah. My mortgage, I just refinanced it when the rates were low for 2.7, oh, I'm sorry, 3.25. My mortgage is 800 bucks. I make wow. five grand off that property. It's nuts. Right? But it took seven years. Yeah. So now five grand net to my pocket is $60,000 a year. I make what people make in a year off of a property that I don't really do much work. Yeah. That, guys, is the beauty of real estate. I, I mean, but again, I don't know. I didn't know that the market was going to appreciate it. I didn't know that the rates yeah. were going to hit this low. But who, who does? Yeah. But if, but if I didn't buy the property, I wouldn't be in this situation making 60 grand a year. Yeah. I think it goes back to like, you, you know? know, what are you going to tell yourself? Are you going to tell yourself like it's not going to work or... It's going to work, yeah. you know? Yeah. You got to kind of find out and try. You just got to take the plunge. I mean, because a lot of people are always like, let me time the market. You yeah. Know? Let me wait for the bottom. Let me wait for the bottom. I never, should have bought a property back then. You never I know. I rich. You never know. My dad said that a lot. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's go. I want to ask, I want to transition and ask you. Little Timmy's back over here, and little Timmy wants to know. He's like, hey, Brian. Hey, Brandon. I ain't got no money. Yeah. But I want to buy an investment property. Can I okay. do it? Mm. Uh, I would advise not to do it unless you have money. Yeah. Because I mean, like today we buy, you know, we buy a lot of properties. Mm-hmm. But we buy properties not utilizing our money. We have investors now. Yeah. But it took years before I was like, okay, we can take on investors. Why? Because I don't want to be responsible for people's money. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna do it, I gotta have a track record. I gotta make sure that I'm actually returning my, my investors' money. But if you're new and you're risking people's money, you might screw up and put your reputation on the line. Yeah. So 
go out there and make some money first. I mean, I, I know $50,000, a lot of people are going to hear that and be like, man, how am I going to have $50,000? Figure it out. Go wholesale properties. Go do something. Go save money. Yeah. It's good to have a goal. Like, have yeah. a goal to save 50 grand or something like that and go invest in property. Yeah. Yeah, save it. And then, you know, the, the more that we've been in the business, we realize some people, they just don't have the, the mindset or the capacity to own real estate. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy the actual real estate. You can go in with these other bigger groups. Mm-hmm. There's people that they're called syndications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then the syndication doesn't really apply to little Timmy because you got to be an accredited Timmy. investor. Yeah, with the best you was say. Uh, well, you, know, you can invest with Uncle. Job, yeah. I don't know if Grant Cardone's still doing yeah. it, but Grant Cardone was taking like he's taking yeah, he's, yeah. yeah he's taking non non accredited now, you know. So that's one way, but I do agree with you. I think it's better save yeah. your money. If you ain't got money to buy real estate, you ain't ready. Yeah, right. Like that's what it is. You're yeah. not ready. I think I was a. Uh, because I, I had this conversation with Brandon before too. I was like, Brandon, I'm trying to buy a home, I'm trying to buy a home, I'm trying to buy something. Like I want to invest. And he's like, All right. He's like, How much money have I saved up? I was like, I got. I was like, I got like two thousand dollars. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to have it. You got to have it. You know, I feel like there's a lot of ambitious people who who want things, but you can't skip the step. You need money. You need some money. You got now yeah. it's different. Like if you were to say, "Hey Brian, if you lost everything, what would you do?" I would, I would then go, like knowing what I know now. Yeah, I would go raise money. I, I wouldn't need money to buy real estate. And yeah. I, and Pittsburgh, no money. Yeah, Pittsburgh deal, the Daily City deal, the Gateway deal. I put yeah. out like very minimal. Yeah, that's because that's that's like yeah that's- years of doing it, knowing how to structure it, knowing how to be safe. And also just like, you know, if I needed to, I could always put my money in, but I don't need to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a completely different story, you know, because you're, you're, you've been in the game for about 10 years. So yeah. your knowledge can get you there, you know. Yeah. This kind of came from, I mean, we talked about this on another episode, just like get your knowledge up. Yeah. Right. So yeah. being able to do all these deals and figure out how these other people are able to structure these transactions transactions that's how we learn and then we're able to you know reposition ourselves and use those same strategies cool yeah, yeah. you want to bring it up to the in- intermediate a little bit let's yeah let's bring it let's that. bring it up to intermediate like, yeah then we'll, we'll end the podcast but uh okay you're a little bit more advanced you're like you know I got one property yeah you got a couple properties Does that make me your intermediate after 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 i got one property I, I, what, what do you guys say you know, honestly, you got one and you actually dealt with tenants and you know how to deal with, you know, the, the financing part and you know the lingo and you're confident. Yeah. I, I would say you're intermediate. Like, if you can buy properties, like how we buy properties. Yeah. Like, you know, we know if it's a good deal or not right away. We, we pull the trigger. We're not afraid. We take, you know, good risk. Uh, we mit- minimize risk. Then I would say you're more intermediate. All right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes buy, I, I know people who have properties, but they, they can't pull the trigger on the second one. Yeah. Like, once it becomes... Once you realize that it's not like it's not the money, but it's like the actual deal, mm-hmm. then I would say you're intermediate. But if you're still tripping about, oh my god, how am I going to buy a million dollar property? You're not advanced enough because when I look at a property, I don't care about the price tag. Mm-hmm. I care about okay, what's my play here? Yeah, like is it is it costing a million bucks, but it's bringing in twenty grand a month? Yeah, that's a good deal, and the expenses are low, right? So you know that's when you become a little bit more. Uh, Intermediate. Okay. All right. It's so a little how- different when you're buying for yourself and buying it for your investment. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say intermediate's like this. Advanced, I would say you're so rich to the point where now you're just buying grade A buildings, which are like 
skyscrapers and mm-hmm. nice Avalon apartment buildings where they don't cash flow a lot, but you're so rich that you just need it for your tax benefits. That's advanced. We're not there. I'm not there. I'm not going to speak on that. I'm going to speak on the people that are like, okay, now you got a handful of properties. What should you be buying? How should you be looking at things? And I think the next thing is like, okay, now you need to look at buildings that need value add, mm-hmm. which means you buy properties that are making money, but they could be making more if you cleaned it up, if you remodeled some of the units, mm-hmm. if you just brought in higher paying renters. Yeah. That's what I would go for next. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about how we find those deals? How, how do you find those deals, man? I look for tired. Like the tip is I look for um, older people who mm-hmm. own them. So you can go to title. This is one tip. There's a lot of ways you can do searches, but I go to the title company. I ask for multi-unit buildings, five, six units and above. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you ask for people who own in their individual names, not LLCs. Because, mm-hmm. you know, some chances are if they're in an LLC, they're sometimes like more advanced. They, they kind of, yeah, they, they might be going. young. But I go for the old 70s. Start with like 70s and yeah. then work your way down if the list is small. Yeah. Chances are those guys are tired. They don't even go there anymore. They're so rich. They're like 70 years old. Yeah. They've made their money. They lived a good life. They're like, oh, man, I'll sell this. Brian, what do you want for it, Brian? I'll sell it to you for whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Give it, you know, something like that. Brandon, what's your tip? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's it. You just got to go out and if not, find a find a good realtor. Right? Yeah. If you're too lazy to go shop online, find someone, tell them what your goals are and have them help you find it. But, I mean, we're going out. We spend so much time in the field that when we drive by a house and it looks tired, yeah, we got a guy, you know, his name's Ray. <laughs> you tell Ray, 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 call that house, get it for us. Sure. You know, and it's so, just about some of our best deals have always come from uh, uh, older owners. Yeah. And it's not that they were like, we didn't rip them off. They were just like, man, just at this point, I have so much money in the bank. I'll give you a deal because you, will you make it easy for me? Do you know, I need to do inspections? Like, do I have to list it or just buying it directly from them? Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they don't care. I mean, and you got to think of it this way. Like you hit a certain point, like for example, Brandon, if, if like if when you were a kid and you had five sticks to a gum pack, that was 25 cents. You asked that kid, let me have one. He'd be like, no, yeah, I just, yeah. I just spent my last quarter on it. Right. Yeah. That's like a young investor. No, bro. I'm not going to give you a deal. Yeah. Brandon, if I asked you for a stick of gum, would you give it to me now? Pack. No questions asked, right? Yeah, yeah. Box of mint, you give it to me? Yeah. No questions asked. Same thing with these guys. Like now, like the other day, I sold one of my cars. Like my the old me would have been like, I need the most amount of money. Yeah. It's worth nine. Give me nine. Yeah. But my friend was like, can I get it for six? I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need the 3000 I'd rather you have it. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like you're a cool guy. I like you. You know, yeah, like I don't definitely. need the 3000 Are you going to make it hassle-free? Mm-hmm. You're going to test drive and kick my tires and... Yeah. Tell me how ugly it is and try to get a better deal, or are you just gonna give me the six? Yeah. That's how these older guys are. They're like, bro, it's worth one, two. I'll take one because it needs one more. Yeah. You know? Take tips, guys. Look for the old people. Yeah. They're ready. They're ready to make big deals. <laughs> but don't abuse them. <laughs> yeah, just don't abuse them, guys. Be respectful. Sure. They're the know? elders. Respect the elders. But uh we'll, we'll end the, the course here. If you guys want to learn more about real estate investing. Make sure you guys drop a comment down. Leave us a review. We are a new podcast. We want to keep pumping it out. We really enjoy these episodes coming at you guys live. Give us some feedback. And until next time, guys, we'll see you guys on the Winners Club Podcast, where if you ain't winning, you're still learning. Let's get it.
Let's go. See you on the next one, guys. Later.